listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. Now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. Turn the music up in the headphones. Tim, you can go and brush your shoulder off, nigga. I got you. If you feeling like a pimp, nigga, go and brush your shoulders off. Ladies is pimps too, go and brush your shoulders off. Niggas is crazy, baby, don't forget that boy told you kick. Right, we are live, back at it again with the white bands. That reference isn't old. Uh, let's see, we are back for episode, one take podcast episode. I do this every single episode. 128. Something, yeah. Ooh. 128. Oh, buddy. Um, this week we were reviewing the much acclaimed and uh, very little watched Black Tar. Adam. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are watching. We are watching Tar, uh, a movie from Todd Field starring Kate Blanchett, a really favorite for many Oscars, probably. Probably, uh, yeah. No, this is not a movie about heroin, nor is it a movie about oh. what cigarettes <laughs> will do to your lungs. It is a movie about a classical composer. It's more invigorating than it sounds. Kay Blanchett saves cinema. Let's let's just start right there. All right, that's facts. Like, Turn that up. From holy from Poor love and thunder to tar, my queen <laughs> has it all. The whole range. Like, let's let's get into this shit, man. I fucking love this movie. Right. I, I'm sorry. I don't want to. I know we do our reviews and everything, but like, y'all just gotta know, man. This movie's so fucking good. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about let's talk about it. Um, get right into it. Uh, instead of like twenty minutes in, when I say that, one minute thirty seconds in, let's talk about Tar. <laughs> uh, a eight point two on IMDb, a twenty twenty two film came out a few weeks ago. Rated R, two hours and thirty eight minutes long. Set in the international world of Western classical music, the uh, the film centers on Lydia Tarr, widely considered one of the greatest living composer, conductors, and first ever female music director of a major German orchestra. It has a 91 Metascore, which is almost feels impossible to do. Uh, yeah. Written and directed by Todd Field, his first film in... 16 years? Yeah. Yes, yeah, since Little Children in 2006. That's insane. So, uh, hey, bang hot. <laughs> yeah, this was a former actor turned director. He was in Eyes Wide Shut a while ago, or in the 90s, obviously. Um, he is, he was nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay for Little Children, Best uh, Picture, and Best Adapted and best screenplay based on material previous producer post the best type of screenplay for a movie called in the bedroom in 2001. And he has just not been doing shit since, since that he's like, whatever. And now out, uh, out of the blue comes one of the best movies. I don't know, maybe of the last couple of years, probably like this probably would have cleaned up at last year's Oscars too. Oh, for this, sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. This, uh, this stars, Kate Blanchett. That's it. Just her. Yeah. There's a, no. some French people in here at some point or something. But, you know. 
There's a Russian girl. There's a like there's a French girl. Uh, Naomi Merlant uh, plays her assistant. She does. A, she has a pretty critical role. Uh, Nina Haas is her partner. She, of course, also has a, a very critical role. There's a, uh, as he's known to do, a wild Mark Strong appearance. He just appears out of a wild Mark Strong appeared out of nowhere yeah. in a bad wig, as he's known to do. Horrible wig, Jesus Christ! We all know Mark Strong is bald. Can we please stop <laughs> doing this? Just embrace it, brother. Like, just live that razor life. It's fine. Yeah. Um, Alec Baldwin makes an appearance, not in person, but uh, in a, uh, not even in a NPR voiceover, I yeah. think. Yeah. Which yeah. is a very, um, I think they did that on purpose. If you know the events of why this film, what this film has to, talk about and i think we all may have different views on what this actually talks about but the main focus on what this film is trying to say that was on purpose i think for todd yeah. to put that in there honestly uh, it felt kind of like the alec baldwin of it all it felt like uh watching frazier when they do like the radio calls at the beginning and you're like wait is that oh yeah it is <laughs> <laughs> just purely off voice you got to be like oh yeah is, is yeah, that a favorite person? That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this film has made very little money, and it's kind of to be expected. But I, but a film this widely loved, it's one of the best reviewed films of the year. Uh, they have they're really gonna, slow played it. Yeah, they're going to make a lot of money once the Oscar season ramps up. They're going to make some money once it gets back in theaters. People are ignoring it right now. They won't be for long. This movie is a fucking force. It's, Four it's million gonna, dollars. They probably didn't bank. Yeah, they probably didn't make it for a ton of money. I would assume. Um, no, not at all. Uh, Four million dollars uh, has been the gro- worldwide gross so far. But you know, then again, they are in several different uh, countries. I believe in this movie, and she lives a very nice England. life. Like all her stuff is nice. Everything is so nice. The cars are nice. The clothes are nice. So it couldn't have been that cheap, but it couldn't have been that expensive either. Because it's really just the know, Porsche product placement in here is perfect. I want to drive a Porsche now. Pristine. Uh, <laughs> like I said, this is one of the best reviewed films of the year by critics, uh, based on Rotten Tomatoes. Ninety-two percent audience or critic score, seventy-one percent audience score. Which they're dumb and wrong. <laughs> but you got to look at sort of who is this for honestly uh it's for those who appreciate real cinema that's what's exactly. for exactly we're not saying that we're better and smarter than you but we might be we uh, might be <laughs> well we're not saying we're better and smarter than you if you haven't seen the film however if you're part of the 30% that gave it a that gave it the negative audience score, then we are saying that we are, in fact, better and smarter than you guys. Exactly. Suck on that. Look, the message it's trying to say is not very um, uh, petty, if you will. It's not, it's not super, uh, it's not a super uh, thought provoking thing that it's trying to do, but in the, in the confines of, classical cinema or or not classical cinema classical music you could fill a well with the knowledge i don't know (laughs) so i understand if somebody goes in and listen like what the fuck you know what i mean like 
what are they what like Somebody yeah ask, what movie is this the movie is tar it's at the top of the screen guys it's yeah at the top of the it's tar it's, it's tar uh from todd field anyway the critics consensus led by the soaring melody of kate lanchette's no perfect would be worried the rangers traded for jake odorizzi no you <laughs> should be worried is a pitch <laughs> no <laughs> You should be worried when Kate Blanchett inevitably loses at the Oscars for some bullshit. That's not oh, happening. God, that's not happening. That will not happen. There's uh, no Jessica Chastain this year. We're not letting it happen. That will not happen. Led by the soaring melody of Kate Blanchett's note performance, uh, note perfect performance. Tar riffs brilliantly on the uh, discordant side of fame fueled power. It's a pretty good review, actually. Um, so, Dex, you saw this first. You've seen it twice. Uh, go ahead, man. You, you've written a review about this on ApolloHOU.com. I got to read that. Yeah, Tell us what you check know. that out, friends. It's very good. But, yeah, uh, this is a movie about, like, a classical music composer, like we talked about. And, honestly, like, I, I understand if people go into this movie and they're, like, two and a half movie, two and a half hour movie about a classical composer. I don't care. Whatever. Like, I understand that that's fine, but those of us who are smarter and better uh, <laughs> and appreciate real cinema understand that this is one of the best movies of the year. Like, easily one of the best movies of the last few years, honestly. Like, Facts. first of all, Kay Blanchett's performance is incredible. Like, she it might be her best performance. I, yeah, I think that's fair at this point. With all due respect to Hella and other Academy Award winning performances she's given us, <laughs> yes, I agree with that. Yeah, she's given us some bangers over the years. I, but I think Tar might be her best. She has to carry this movie pretty much. I think she's in like literally every scene, almost every single frame of this movie, Kate Blanchett is in, except for like maybe like a quick 30 seconds where the assistant is alone in the elevator but yeah i really can't think of very many scenes where she's not like front of front not even just in every scene but like literally like caring she it. is every scene like she's not even in the background of any of the scenes she's plus well, pov it's her point of view like 90 it's it's her point of view it's just following her yeah pretty much yeah she's on like the camera is literally following her person yeah, almost every moment of this uh movie Kay Blanchett is on screen and she kills it every single time. She's having to have these very long, uncut conversations, right? Like, you know, her and Mark Strong are sitting there chopping it up. You don't, you're not looking at Mark Strong. You're looking at Kay Blanchett's reaction to Mark Strong, like for a solid, like five minutes, it feels like. And, you know, you're just sitting there compelled and like learning about this woman. She's telling you everything. Like, I don't know if y'all have this same issue that I do, but. You know, sometimes when you watch a movie that's based on a book, like the the main character has to like narrate everything that they're thinking so that you get the context from the book or whatever. Kate Blanchett, like she doesn't narrate in this movie. She just like does that with her face and like her reaction to people. Like you can get her entire inner monologue basically just from the way that she's looking at people and is moving around the screen and stuff like that. It's an incredible performance. And then like the story of the movie it's really, really like, it's a lot subtler than, you know, other like random shitty Netflix movies, you know, that would talk about the same thing, right? But the way that they like build up this character, this woman who is this genius, right? 
we don't know shit about classical music, but we can tell that she's LeBron James of this shit just by the way right. they like set up the story, right? Like they or at make least you how there. at least how she's told you that her story is gone. Yeah. And like, you know, they have the dude on the stage at the New Yorker or whatever, like reading her bio to you. And it's like, yeah, she's LeBron James of this shit. You know, like McDonald's All-American went overseas and got a gold medal, came back, like put the team on her back, won four championships. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like she's Lydia Tarr is her. And so you're like with her, you're seeing all of this really like kind of cool kind of fucked up like side of the classical music industry and you're like oh this is just like any other industry like these same people exist in literally every like facet of life or whatever and you're seeing her kind of rise and rise and rise and then it's a story about how she falls and like the problematic things that she does like not spoiling it yet but like you know she's problematic and that you know Kind of plays out, and it's just so fucking compelling watching Kate Blanchett be a part of that story, and it like just rapidly kind of builds and builds and builds over the second half, and it's just so fucking good. I can understand why people would see this movie and be like, "That was boring." Like, it's about a classical music lady. I don't care, whatever, whatever. But if you really want to like invest and pay attention to what's happening and why, God, it's so fucking good, man. I love this movie. It's an A plus for me. And to and I'm just gonna jump off of it to to, to it, like I do have the problem with movies being like just overpacked and over long. Like I've said that a thousand times on it, but it like this movie for a a non thriller, pretty straight up, like almost wants almost wants you to believe it that it's a biopic of some sort. It's not, by the way. This isn't a real person. Yeah, definitely um, not a real person. Yeah, people think people think somebody's tweeted. The greatest joke that the devil ever pulled was convincing people that Lydia Tarr didn't exist. And, <laughs> and she doesn't. Like, that's how lived in this performance, though, feels like from Kate Blanchett. But for something that's as straightforward and almost feels like the unraveling of a person in real time, it plays out kind of like a thriller, like a, almost like a psychological thriller at points. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And so, um, and some of those elements are pieced in there here and there. And that keeps it, I think that keeps the momentum of it moving forward more than something at the hands of a less deft filmmaker would fall flat. And then it would just kind of be dragging a little bit. This doesn't, I didn't feel like it ever really dragged at points. Maybe, maybe a little at the end, it kind of went on a little bit more than it wanted that it, uh, it may have, needed to but anyway uh Tej, what did you what did you think about lydia tar as lydia tar in tar <laughs> i was uh i was floored by it uh first of all i give a props to my own instincts i knew this movie was making an oscar buzz i knew it was about a woman who was really her in the world of classical music and i stayed away from trailers i really didn't do any research i really avoided hearing about it, which is pretty easy because only like seven people in the world have ever seen this film. And I saw <laughs> We're three week, of them on this yeah. podcast. So go ahead. it wasn't hard to hide from the stuff, but I knew I wanted to go in blind. I took some edibles. I went in blind. The opening scene is quite literally sets up the entire movie. Well, first of all, the opening scene are the credits, which is weird. And I'm glad that Royden went first so that he could be like, hey, <laughs> what the did, fuck? Did, my, did my theater fuck this up or... Because <laughs> people in my theater, there weren't very many people in my theater, but one of the guys next to me was like, 
did they start at the wrong part of the movie? I was like, no, it, it, it's on purpose. The <laughs> no, I know. I, I'm, I, I'm learning. I was like, I know. I I, 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 I've heard when about I, this. This, this. When I is... went and saw it, every single time that it like switched to another page of credits, everyone like busted out laughing. It just kept going and going and going. And everyone was like, <laughs> it's long. Holy shit. It's the entire credits. Which <laughs> yeah. you have to you have to know that your movie is about to be fucking phenomenal if you make people sit through five minutes of credits before the film starts. Like you have to know what you're sitting on. That's, you have to know you just made a classic, and so you're just like, Y'all can wait, you'll be fine. It's quite literally the opposite of the uh Marvel approach where it's like, we'll give you a little teaser here at the end of this maybe exactly movie. Yes. Yes. So you watch all of the like all the people that helped make this movie. We're like, no, we know our shit is fire. Here's who made it. So just the ab- heat check. Like this movie premiered at, at Venice, I want to say, and it's like all these rich ass people flew to Italy. They're sitting here watching your movie, and you're like, hold on, bros, hold on, we got to get through the whole fucking credits right the fuck now at the beginning. Y'all got to see this shit. Y'all got to see who made this movie. You sit credits, and I'm sitting there, and I obviously don't know anything about this movie, and I'm like, get a load of this guy. Super douchebag director is putting the credits at the beginning of the film, but I was ready for it, so who cares? All right, cool. We get through the credits. (laughs) The opening scene, there's there's so much that this movie tells you throughout the movie as you're learning more and more about this person that it's so so subtle. It's such a – they do such a good job of slowly giving you little tidbits about this person and letting you come to your own conclusions – which is a very genius way to present a movie, especially a movie around these sensitive topics and like the world that we live in. You you hear the bio. Okay, this person is the is everything to do in the world of classical music. Okay, understood. Then they're reading the the bio, and the assistant girl is mouthing the bio word for word. Which me sitting in the theater didn't make me think anything, but obviously they're trying to show you this bio was written by her people, like. The, the dude from the New Yorker is not giving her this bio. The conversation, because this it starts off, this is not a spoiler. It starts off, she's being interviewed by the New Yorker because she's about to have a big crowning achievement in her professional career. So she's being interviewed by the New Yorker. He reads this long-ass bio about all these amazing things that she's accomplished. And the first question he asked her, he looks at her and he says, I see that when I was listening off your accomplishments, you kind of scoffed at it. Like, are you embarrassed of these accomplishments? Now, that seemed genuine, and it seemed like a good way to start the conversation, but going back and thinking about it, she wrote that. So this conversation, the first interaction we ever see of this person is her acting like she's shy and like she doesn't like hearing her own accomplishments when she wrote it. Like, you put this yeah. out here. You knew – you. they read this before all of your interviews. It, the, the assistant has run this by you. You know this shit word for word, and you're still acting fake humble on stage. But you don't pick that up at the beginning. You just think that, okay, she's humble about her beginnings. They have this amazing conversation about what inspires music, what music really means. And you don't have to be a classical music fan to understand that she knows what the fuck she's talking about. She's yeah. passionate about what she's talking about. She she has done her research. She has studied this genre through and through. She knows all the names that you need to know to show that you're an expert. And it's a very compelling conversation coming from somebody who doesn't know or care about classical music at all. It is a super compelling conversation. It is also like a seven-minute scene of it's just a so conversation. Long. So I'm like, this is kind of this is weird. This is like uh, watching a play. It's like just two people having a conversation for seven minutes. You start your movie with this long ass scene, so you realize, okay, she is her. I'm I'm extremely drawn to her. She is very compelling. She is her at what she does. She seems humble. 
Like, I, you are on the side of Lydia Tarr, and I think everybody watching that first scene is on the side of Lydia Tarr. There are things that happen throughout the film where everyone's going to jump off the bandwagon of Lydia Tarr, but it, it will happen for everybody at a different point. Yeah. The best scene, what Sean Fennessy has called the best movie scene of the year, and I'm inclined to agree, there's a scene where she's in class teaching students, uh, and they're having a dialogue about music and about classical music, and one of the students based on his identity is offended by one of the uh one of the musicians they're talking about because he's got a sort of past Bach. so yeah. he's saying i don't really fuck with Bach. Bach, we canceled Bach. we off that shit i actually <laughs> listen to other shit i don't i don't listen to this i don't listen to the r kelly album that you love from uh 50 100 years ago like fuck r kelly i don't care how good tp2 was i don't care how good 12 play was we're over r kelly we canceled him so she's having this dialogue with him back and forth about why you should view Bach as just his singular, just view his career. Like the things that he was able to accomplish, the music that he was able to create, the, the effect he's been able to have on music and his legacy have little to nothing to do with how he lived his personal life. And in that moment, obviously you're thinking, okay, the kid's right. But in the moment, especially when the conversation starts, there'll be there's going to be people in every movie theater in America who are still on her side through different parts of that conversation because I she's text so compelling. I said he, she fried him young. I was she's like, so that compelling. Was like... And, and so then it gets more and more kind of aggressive. But she's in the middle of this. She's singing songs. She's sitting at the piano. She's playing notes of Bach. She's singing. First of all, I'm like, oh, my God, we are in for a Kate Blanchett super heat check because we're sitting again Master in, another, in another 10-minute scene where I can't take my eyes off the screen, even though it's just Kate Blanchett monologuing. The kid barely says anything. Kate Blanchett is talking for 10 minutes, and she's very compelling. She has control of this classroom, and she has control of this movie theater because she is crushing this shit. And then that's where you kind of start to see maybe she's not the best person, and then things start to devolve. The way this movie is shot is beautiful. Every shot is just so captivating. The sound of this movie, obviously, because the movie about music, is just amazing. The way they're using – there's so many different little storylines going on. Uh, Lydia Tarr is like haunted by sound so there'll be times where she's literally being haunted but she's really being haunted by how big of a piece of shit that she is you start to realize (laughs) that the reason why she cares about the legacy of Bach or anybody else who is quote unquote cancelled is that she has to come to grips with the fact of things that she has done in her past and she just wants to stand for her music she is a legend in this space but then you start to realize she's kind of created her own legend she's myth making there's no one legend there's a million people that help her do the things that she does and so some of these scenes will stick in my brain forever. The scenes where she's where she's leading the orchestra, where she's practicing, are just some of the most beautiful movie scenes I've seen in ages. Just seeing all the instruments, just seeing how she stops people in the middle of a note and says, "No, no, no, do like this." She's so she's she's like part. I, I kept forgetting that it was Kate Blanchett, who's an actress who does not like who does not conduct orchestras. She was oh, yeah. so compelling. She's like speaking in German. She's like, no, 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 no. Like, da, 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 da. it's so fun. It's, it's she's doing everything. She's singing notes. She's playing instruments. It's a very physical performance. She's running. She's boxing. She's she's doing stuff to people that I won't mention because it's a spoiler. It's a very physical performance. And it's just like it. she had to give everything to give us this performance. And she did. This is an A+. This is the best movie I've seen this year. Uh, with all due respect to everything, everywhere, all at once, this is real cinema. I'm, it's going to win awards all over the board. The sound is incredible. Some yes. of the shots that they were able to capture are just some of those beautiful shit you can see on a movie screen. And it's a, it's, it's not like Royton was saying. It's not like a, 
it's not like a intellectually difficult movie to grapple with. It's more difficult to grapple with of where your feelings are at any given time about this person. And you have to confront yourself about why you feel the way that you feel at the given time about the character. And that journey was so fun for me. I had so much yeah. fun checking in with myself and saying, how do I feel about this character? How do I feel about what she's doing now? How do I, is she really a genius? Like I had so much fun further answering those questions and they give you these little tidbits to where you have to keep reconsidering those questions. I thought it was perfect. I, I, I know some people have some issues with it. I thought it was perfect. I had the greatest time in the movie theater. I would recommend everybody go see this in the loudest movie theater you can go to because the sound will blow your head off. Yeah, if you can see it in Dolby, go ahead and do it. A yeah, plus. Do that. Um, you know I, Kay Blanche's performance is good because there are parts where she's speaking in German and like they don't subtitle it. They don't even subtitle like, yes. it. It doesn't matter. And I still know exactly what she was saying, like <laughs> yes. just because of like the way she was moving and talking with her hands and like her facial expressions. It's like, yeah, I can speak a little bit of German now. I know what you're saying. I wouldn't be surprised if she she's just fluent. Like she's just <laughs> she just fluent in like three languages because of this film. Um, I give it an A plus. Uh, I was going back and forth on where I where it stood for me in the pecking order. I need to rewatch both films, I think. But right now, I just had such a better, like I felt better coming out of everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, I didn't necessarily feel great coming out of this movie, but I didn't feel bad. But I just kind of it. This movie, like, makes you answer some questions that you have about that you may not have known about yourself. Mm -hmm. and and that is kind of the it the whole message is kind of the world that we live in like what how do we um how do we reckon with genius how do we uh deal with um a person's body of work next to what they've done in the world um as a yeah, as a as a problem, member of society face. yeah how do you like how do you treat? Yeah, it. it, it I don't want to call anybody out, but subscribe an artist that you love that has fucked things up. You know what I mean? And so, it and that is something that as a culture, we have been dealing with for the better part of a decade. So I'm trying to figure out the answers to how yeah. what what our, our society does with these people. We're still trying to figure right. it out. Like. How do we, you know, how do we, how do we reckon with uh, uh, people that, well, it, it, not for nothing, people that have passed almost sort of get a pass, like they yeah. were talking about Bach in this. Um, people that are still alive, how are we reckoning with, okay, to call out names, how are we reckoning with, reckoning with Kevin Spacey's body of work? How are we reckoning with, louis ck's body of work as they were mentioning teach like you said in the big picture like how are we reckoning with just people that have done brilliant work and furthered whatever work that they are in but they Blanchett won an oscar in a woody allen movie like right no yeah that's so thing. poignant like this stuff is so poignant to, it's, it's, and, and wow. so how do we how do we reckon with that and this is like the first movie to actually kind of nail it because it really yep. doesn't pick sides not at necessarily. all necessarily it makes you want to figure out for yourself how you feel about this and like you said Teach, there are different points in the movie 
when she's got the first time when she's going off on that guy, I was like, she's going to get in trouble for this, but the acting is so compelling and her, there's like, the acting is so compelling that I was, I texted you, Dex. I was like, fried his ass. Like that was like, that was my initial reaction. (laughs) I'm going to say it. I was sitting there low key. Like she, she kind of spitting a little bit. Not going to lie. She got some bars off. Like she got some bars off for real, for real. Like, like the kid is kind of fucking up. Like whatever lesson that she's teaching you about conducting or whatever. And she like stops the whole class and is like, Basically, like, okay, first off, fuck is wrong with you? Why are you she conducting this bullshit? Kid, That's yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, why are you conducting this bullshit? And he's like, I don't fuck with Bach, so I'm trying to, like, only conduct the uh, more modern, you know, kind of feminist stuff or whatever. And she, like, goes on this whole journey with this kid. Like, what are you What are you talking about? Like, the music is the music. Like, I don't give a fuck about what Bach was doing in his personal life, who he was fucking back in the 1500s or whatever. Like, the music is what I care about and all this other shit. And it's like, I get it. Like, it's kind of fucked up that you're picking on this kid like this. Mm-hmm. But I, I get what you're saying. And it's kind of fucked up that the kid was just like, I can't handle it. Like you broke me. I'm out. <laughs> it's yeah, like a like Julia, her, bro. Call her a bitch and left. Like, come on. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. come on. Yeah, come like, on. But no, also he was right to leave. But she was getting bars off. But she she started, she was digging in the knife and then twisting it and then twisting it. Like she was yeah, she, she had already made the point. Like after after made. a certain amount of time, I knew that like this is the critical scene. The yeah, scene basically yeah, the scene basically sums up the whole movie from yeah. the conversation that they're having in it, from how it escalates to a certain point and just uh, explodes after yep. a certain point. The scene is basically the entire movie. And the movie just continues to unravel her personal life down the road. But you watch that one scene, you're like, I, I, I immediately was like, oh, this is what this movie is about. Even not, Even not having gone into it knowing nothing. You know what I mean? And yeah, it kind uh, of did like the whole prestige thing where like Michael Caine's telling you what a magic trick is, and then that's what the movie right. is. Like, yes, yeah. Like, yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, I I would I would say I don't know if it's a perfect film. Uh, I would say that there it it, it is a Kate Blanchett masterclass, and it is all her all the time. Like I think the woman uh, that plays her partner. Um, trying to remember her name sorry uh nina haas is is good uh, i also think normie Mer- uh, merlant is is good as well yep. um, but there's no like standout uh good supporting performance like no one else is i no, don't think it'll be, no one's gonna be nominated acting yeah they're all good but they don't have enough to do to be no yeah this is, cape. This, is this is a cape she's basically giving like moving through, it's, it's very Shakespearean. Like there's just someone, like she's just giving monologues at points, but it never feels like, oh shit, she's just talking at us. Like it's all, yeah. it all feels so relevant. It's also really, really well written. Like the dialogue is just very good. Yep. Even in she's having the when she sits down with the banker dude, who like you can tell like he wants, he, he wants her to co-sign him as like a director, but he also really is just like the money character. man. Weird Super character, weird. Mark Strong. Like, are you a banker or are you a conductor? What is? He's a like, banker who wants to be a conductor. He's he trying to, to get like her. So is he that must, very he ending must scene? 
is that very ending scene like a we believe that actually happened like that's not a psychotic break or something I, like that i take it that that I, actually happened yeah i took it as literal yeah i took it as literal too and we'll we'll get into spoiler territory uh here in like two seconds okay actually let's cut right it there if you haven't seen tar go see it uh it's only probably going to be in your the- your local theater for uh, like maybe another week before it starts to like disappear to and just stay in the bigger city so go see tar while you can spoiler territory so that very ending scene or not very ending scene sorry the 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 penultimate scene where she has that freak out it, so he's also a conductor too like yeah, he was also a conductor. He was already a conductor, but he wasn't on her level. So she is his mentor as a conductor, but he bankrolls her projects. So oh. he really is the banker. That's why she cares about the relationship. And he wants to conduct, but he can never be on her level. In that first conversation, he says, when she starts to, to give him ideas, she says, he says, like, I'll, I'll mind my station. Like, I know my place. And so because she got, because they got rid of her, they went to him. And so that's why yeah. he was the one who was doing well, it. Yeah, but I don't. I just, I, they didn't do a really, like, I understood that he wanted to try and do, like, he was obsessed with her and wanted to try and do something like that. But it also just felt like he was just like an investor. So seeing him pop up at the very end and her, like, uh, uh, attacking him. <laughs> yeah, attacking him, like Roman, uh, Roman Reigns, like, spear, yeah. <laughs> like, at the very end. Pretty good it, form tackle, too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it felt, it felt was like, oh, well, that's kind of a jump, don't you think? Like, just, I just... love that scene so much, especially watching it the second time because, like, the first time I watched it, you know, I was just kind of like, okay, what's what's going on? I'm not really sure what's happening. Is she canceled? Is she not? Why is she at this show? Because, like, the dude in the back, like, backstage playing the, like, whatever instrument that was, he, like, paid her no mind at all. He's just doing right. his job. <laughs> like, like, everything is normal. And then it shows Kate Blanchett and you can see like her hair is kind of fucked up and it's like i don't know if that's just stress like she was in the bathroom before like she had her feet up like in the bathroom so you couldn't say she was in there they come under the stall and it's like oh she's in there stressed the fuck out like whatever whatever she comes out her hair's fucked up you're like she's nervous like you know the pressure's getting to her or whatever then she runs out there and the uh, and Mark Strong is conducting the orchestra. You're like, oh, she's not supposed to be here. Yeah. Like, she, <laughs> I thought she was about to do the show. And I was like, maybe I missed. Maybe I, I thought she was like, I thought to get rid of her. But maybe she looks like because the way they shot like, her in the tunnel, it was like she's about to do the show. And then yeah, she's going to have show, one final performance or something. Yeah. Then they show him already up there. And I was like, wait a second. Oh, yeah, shit. Well, she's huh? crashing this. <laughs> <laughs> she tackles this man. I was like, oh. oh. So it's like that. Okay. See, see uh, her slip into mania, like when she when she has the hard fall, she lies about getting beat up, and she shows up to class the next day. I'm just like, bro, like she literally can't go through the class. Like she she her body is just like she's but she's like manic, and it just it it got so crazy. But you learn so much about her in these little moments when the when the neighbors knock on the door and they're like, hey, like we're selling the place, but you're being too loud. And like they're like, we can hear your music, and she she thinks they're they're like thanking her. She's like, oh, you're welcome. Like she literally <laughs> is like, you know how much you know how much the value of the noise that I make is worth. Yeah, do Thank you know who I am? You're welcome. You're welcome. Now you get to hear this. <laughs> I even interpreted that as sort of almost like her coming to grips with her reality when she saw the the woman fall out of bed, obviously, and then and then being carried out in a 
stretcher, I mean, obviously dead in a, in a body bag, like almost coming to grips with the, her own mortality of sorts. Yep. And like, you're going to die alone sort of thing. Yep. And this is how everyone, this is how everyone dies and you're not special in that way. And that's why I kind of thought that she had a mental break because it was like, they uh, didn't give a shit about her mother, their mother until they showed up, you know, to say, to to sell her apartment. And so that's where I thought you had your mom and your crazy ass sister over here. Like, yeah, she she didn't didn't even say when the, when she passes the guy in the hall, after she sees the body bag go by, she literally doesn't even say my condolences or anything. She just looks at him and walks away. Like she just like, all right, let me go start my day. Like, yeah, not gonna lie, I version of damn that's crazy. Like, but she didn't yes. even get to a damn that's crazy. Like, literally, <laughs> just right. the eyes. Man, tough. That couldn't be me yeah. though. I'm letting you talk. <laughs> um, so I did think, um, I did think at at the towards the very end, like after the whole downfall, like with Mark Strong, and and it, it did to me. It, well, I didn't ever feel like Dex. I didn't ever feel like it was too long. It never. <laughs> but it did sort of slow to a little bit of a crawl about what these people do when they're canceled. Like there's still revenues for the avenues for them to make money. Yep. Um, and it went to painstaking links to, to kind of like show us that. And I'm not quite sure how much of that we needed. I didn't hate it, but I was kind of like, okay, we could probably wrap this up pretty soon. And it just kind of like kept going with that and like the final scene is very funny and Dude, very the good final scene is incredible it's amazing I, and, I didn't know it was going to be the final scene until the credits roll because i was like oh i see i get it ha <laughs> ha then i was like oh they're gonna end it right there that's really good i'm glad that that's a really good way to end it but i i still was like into the movie i like i never once felt like this movie was going on too long i was i was captivated the entire time yeah. and so the when it part... ended like that we let off a great laugh in my movie theater there's only two laughs that we had. We had that one, and then there was another random uh, one-liner that we laughed at. I can't remember what it was, but there was a one-liner we laughed at, and then we laughed at the final scene. That was it. We all laughed in my theater when she went up there and like cussed out the little kid at school. Like, yeah. That shit. Yo! Oh what did she God. say? I'll hurt you? She just said, I'll, 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 get, I'll get you. you. I'll get I'll you. I'll get you. <laughs> she said, I'm Patriot's if you tell father. Any adults, if she tells any adults, they're not going to believe you because I'm an adult. <laughs> it's uh, psychotic. Can you imagine going oh up to God. a kid and, well, knowing also this is the sort of myth, uh, mythos that she's built on herself is that she's invincible. You know what I mean? And that it's, and that exactly. this kid's not going to tell on me. No way. And it worked. And that's the <laughs> whole, that's, that's the whole thing about it is that it, it, unfortunately it worked and it's kind of worked out for her, her entire life this way. The scene that we, the other scene that we laughed at was when she's talking to her mentor, the 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 mentor, her mentor guy, and she's like, you know, what do you do with you know people that had done done things in the past? And he was like, he was like, wait, I have has someone been talking about me? Like, <laughs> I'm done, bro. I'm out the game. I, I, I escaped. I laughed so hard at that. That was so funny. <laughs> someone accusing me of impropriety? Or like, no, yeah. dude. Like. He's like, wait, wait, wait. You heard something about me? I, I skated on those allegations, brother. I, I beat those. Yeah, I'm out the game. I, I I'm beat out. Those allegations. I'm out. I'm writing my book. Don't don't ask questions about me. <laughs> uh, I yeah, I loved 
all of that stuff. Um, when she goes home to New York and you find out oh, her name is like Linda, whatever. Love that. That's that. Besides that, 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 besides the obvious Juilliard scene, that was to me the most poignant part of the movie. And, and it's her brother is like, oh, look at you. You're up here. <laughs> it's been done a little bit before, but and but it just it hits every single time to me where she's just like. He's just like some New York dude. He's like, ah, I knew you'd be home. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just some dude. Get, time. Yeah, he's like, how you doing, Linda? And it's just like, or Lydia, how, whatever the fuck. Like, you know, it's just like, <laughs> you motherfucker. Yeah, Over like, there, do, playing your little music or whatever. <laughs> couldn't give a shit. And it is so good because she's built, like, she's up there watching, uh, Leonard Bernstein, which is a, actually funny because that's the movie that um, what's his face is made. Bradley Cooper is making. Yes, oh, making a movie about that yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah, so it's that's we're gonna have examine that guy's life here in about I don't know five he months. Was wild, he was wilding too. He was wild. Yeah, was and so we're gonna we're gonna. She's we're, sitting there and, crying happy tears because she's just so moved by this man's genius. Incredible scene, and also you and realize. This man didn't mentor her. She just watched this thing millions of times, and that yeah. was her inspiration. But like the way you hear it in the bio, you would think that he was she was working side by side with him when that's in question now because you see that scene. You're like, wait, she don't know this man. She just like is intimately familiar with his art. But that's all. She just, was watching that's VHS all that matters to over and over. Yeah, and her and brother sitting was there. sitting there like, you nerd. You fucking <laughs> just just some dude that could not give a shit about about your genius is incredible to watch because no matter what we think about like because i i'm i'm fascinated with watching filmmakers talk about their work and stuff like that and like to other people to just people that i i mean people that i grew up with or people that gotta go to work every day and everything out they they could give a fuck they're just like oh, who I mean, who cares what uh, what uh, Scorsese says? I got to get up and go to the factory. Like, who gives a shit? You know what I mean? And that's that guy represented. And I love that because it's just like, like I could give a fuck about your awards. You know, like you still fucked up. Look, look at look at where you are now. Is it? Yeah, is look it where great? you ended up. You'd be right, right back there? here with me. <laughs> yeah. The the way that they use sound editing because there's obviously a lot of like very quiet, intimate moments where you're just with her and she's making music or she's playing the piano, trying to trying to get the notes or whatever. And then the way they would just transition to a very loud sound where they would use loud sounds to kind of ju jump you back in where they would just put you in the middle of the orchestra practice where all of a sudden there are instruments blaring. We just were in a quiet room and all of a sudden there are instruments blaring. The way that they edited that stuff, the way they would they would jump the sound like that was just so phenomenal to me. The, the sound of this movie just blew me away. The music's good, but not good enough to where you think like, because I don't have enough a good enough ear to be like, wow, Lydia is really her, and it's kind of a perfect, um, a, a perfect job to use to look at somebody's art versus the human because the way that the music sounds, like we know that Lydia has something to do with the way the music sounds, but the music is actually being played by other people. She's not actually, and it's also music. other people's music too. Yes, and it's it's not like yes, she she's doing interpretations of other people's music. And then she's not the one playing the music. So to the extent that the music is good, you still we still, as novices to classical music, and most people who are watching this just will not be experts in classical music, we don't know how important or how much of a role she plays in the art that people praise her so much for. That, Actually, that, that's such a good metaphor. Like, that's, that, that's the movie. Like, 
they're saying like everybody thinks this person's a genius and as we hang out with her sometimes she doesn't look like a genius and then so you realize there are all these other people around her doing all this cool shit and she's basically created a genius myth about herself she's she's created this myth and people espouse it and she puts it out into the world but you don't ever really know you all you know is that she's obviously a nerd about classical music and knows her shit but we don't know. We don't know if she's a genius. But we have we have literally no idea. That I thought that's so smart to set up the movie in that way. I just thought it was a really smart way to set up the movie, which is kind of the metaphor for how we view modern day quote unquote geniuses. Is exactly. that the way to? I mean, you can be famous and 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 brilliant without doing social media. But like the way that people have sort of manicured their own lives now is a lot more different than how it used to be shit 40 years even 40 years ago so nobody nobody in rap has ever been called the greatest rapper of life by a large number of people until they first said it you have to create your own myths in those spaces and they did such a good job of 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 showing us that like she she created this myth whether she is or is not a genius is actually not the point of the movie the point is for you to see that she did the work to create this myth and that's how what you what geniuses do they create the myth about themselves so that everybody else can be like, oh, genius, genius, genius. Then we treat you like a genius. And then we might overlook the horrible parts of your personality or the horrible things that you do or the horrible or, way in which you treat people. Yeah. If you want to be treated as a genius in real time, that's how you do it. Otherwise, it's, it's you have to 80 die. years. Yeah, you have to die. And it's yeah, 80 years down first. the road yeah. where somebody rediscovers what you have done. And then they're just like, oh, yeah, member, I member. But how um, is that, TG was saying, as us as novices, we may be like actually the amount of people that have watched this movie, we may be the only ones not accustomed to classical music because everybody goes, <laughs> Honestly, oh, that's going to be like 87 years old. And we're going to be like, <laughs> they're like, oh, I love Bach. And we're going to, God damn it. Yeah, <laughs> Bach is my shit. Yeah, dude. And setting it <laughs> up. The other. Go ahead. I was going to say the other part of this movie, like obviously it's about like genius and how we treat and all this other stuff. But the other like big thing here is like just power dynamics and how they work and like how we treat people who, you know, we think are geniuses or whatever. And like all the quiet ways we kind of like, you know, kind of subdue ourselves just because of like the power of this genius or whatever, like the, the whole like running thread of the movie where she's, uh, you know, promoting this new uh, Russian chick to like be the new soloist or whatever, and the uh, the, the old woman one that is could sitting. Not there. give a shit about her. Couldn't give a shit about her, but no, you know the was other not feeling uh, her like that was not feeling her like that at all. The older like, cellist, like... the older cellist who's supposed to be like you know getting these solos and shit like that is just ca- kind of quietly like, oh well, that he is pushing me out. I guess I can't say shit like. We could all tell she's like probably wants to fuck this like new girl, but we like none of us can say that. Yeah. Uh, her wife is like, Yeah, I can tell you probably want to fuck this new girl, but like she doesn't say that to her at any point. She doesn't like get mad at her about that part of it. She just gets mad that she doesn't like warn her that there are accusations coming. You know what I'm saying? That there's allegations out here in these streets. She's like, You know, you can keep fucking all the new girls and assistants that you want to, but like. You just got to tell me when you're about to get in trouble for it. Like all this other shit, like the, her, the dude, I forget his name, but like her mentor's side piece or whatever. He's the only person who's like, yeah, I I guess so. I, I yeah, it's basically like the second in charge at that orchestra yeah. or something like that. But yeah, he's, he's like the only person who has ever like 
we all know that you out, be out here fucking these like little girls that you keep promoting over the rest of us. And then she's like, what'd you say? You want to say that again? And he's like, no, never mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, he wasn't what? a monogamous, but what did she call him? A, uh, uh, uh no, oh, she said, uh, Misogamist? Misogamist, yeah. And he said, I'm not misogynistic. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, you hate marriage because you're fucking that married guy. Don't you have an apartment like right down, like right a floor under his or something like that? The thing with the assistant is just, it, it is so cruel. Like she tells her, hey, I'm going to hold auditions for this spot. By the way, feel free to submit yourself. Come up with a list of people that will audition for this and also feel free to include yourself. The way we're supposed to read it is like the girl, the assistant probably not going to include herself because she's already turned the assistant down five or six or seven or a hundred times, right? We know that there's, there's a strain in that relationship because she's always a bit distant with the assistant and the assistant's trying to gain her attention and her favor and she can't quite get there. So she tells her, hey, feel free to include yourself, which is not something you tell me only to dunk on me again. Don't tell me to, don't just tell me to make you a list. I'll make you a list. I'll get the hint because you rejected me already. I won't put myself on the list. You told me to put myself on the list. And then you shit on me again for who and knows she, how many times. And you just expect me to keep eating that. That's crazy. And she showed that like with her face, like in that scene, the assistant, she was like, uh, make a list of people who should audition. And like the assistant just sits there like fucking stunned. Like, are you serious? You're not going to give it to me? Like, Feel free to include yourself, of course. And she's like, oh, and then she's like, if you want me oh. it to be me, you can just give it to me. Like you yeah, literally just have give it to me right now. What are you talking about? Like I thought that's what this was for. Like that's, <laughs> that's why I'm in this position. That is why I have been <laughs> basically. She like that's why I've been helping you groom people for. And it's just yes. Like, like I turned a blind eye to the shit that you got going on with Krista because I'm trying to get the spot and you're you're dangling the spot over me. Only to like you could tell in the scene where she delivers the news, you could tell it's the last straw because the way the assistant, the way her body just crumples, she's just like, I, I I can't take another hit again. And you you just know that's gonna this is gonna go badly for her because the assistant has reached the point of no return of like you have no respect for me and my feelings at all. You might not have respect for anybody's feelings. Her own wife tells her all your relationships are transactional except for the relationship with your daughter. Everybody else is in a transactional relationship with you. That's a very damning thing to say to another human being. And it just rolls off Lydia's shoulders. She's just like, yeah, well, like, all right. Like, I'm me, you know. I'm me. <laughs> you ain't me, I'm me. Uh, wish you could be me, but you ain't. Um, you ain't. No, I, I, then that's kind of how, that's kind of the message of how it kind of happens because they have the um, first damage control meeting where they're like, did you know this woman who committed suicide? Maybe if we just like let it go, it'll like go away. Insane and then, conversation, right? Like, and that uh, those are happening. Nobody's really like, picked this up. Like only the New York Post has picked this up, so it'll probably just go away. Like, yeah, the New York Post. They just <laughs> yeah, slammed the class post. Nobody, nobody reads that shit. <laughs> nobody's reading the New York Post articles about classical composers. You're fine. <laughs> I mean yeah. that that is definitely true though. We I don't we don't give a fuck about classical composers could be out here living crazy lives. I would never know. I'm not I would never know. be doing the wildest shit imaginable. <laughs> We'd be like, what? I'd see one tweet about that and like, be like, damn, if, that's weird, huh? Yeah. Scroll right past it. What if this is basically like what if Hans Zimmer got canceled? Like this, that's this movie. 
Uh, First of all, it would crush my spirit. Yeah. And second I, of all, once they said we got to stop watching Hans Zimmer films, I'm going to back away like Homer Simpson in the bushes because like, I'm not giving up not, the Hans Zimmer. I'm not giving it up, brother. Not gonna be able to do it. I'm not going to give it up. That Inception Tron soundtrack is fire. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to do it. <laughs> I don't know about, I don't I know a, about you, but that I have inter- a related story. This, that Interstellar this, soundtrack is banging. So I don't I know what to. I have some synchronicity. I have a related story. This is before I saw Tar. This is a couple of days before I saw Tar. A woman invited me out. And so I said, all right, I'll, I'll meet me at this place. So I picked the place, right? So I go into the place, and I've been in there a couple of times before. She had never been there. And there, I'm in there. The music's playing. Luckily, I, get, I arrived before the woman arrives. And they are blasting ignition. They are blasting our oh, It is loud. God. It feels like they turned the volume up by five and then played ignition. They are blasting that shit. And there, there's no DJ in there. So they're going to play the whole song. And this is right when Eight the girl's pulling up. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck me. I, they, I, I cannot invite this woman into this bar. She's going to walk into them blaring ignition. And all these white people are dancing and having a good time in here. And all the black people in here are just kind of looking like, yo, we're really doing this right now? Like, this <laughs> is like, what bro, we have to watch the news <laughs> as a society. You can't, these days, you can't just walk around blasting the Lydia Tarr version of Bach anymore. Maybe we shouldn't even be listening to Bach, but we damn sure can't listen to the Lydia Tarr version of Bach because Lydia Tarr's canceled. She's out of here, bro. We can't we can't listen to her anymore. A girl literally died. Like we can't, <laughs> like, we can't. stop the presses, fam. We cannot. <laughs> you got uh, to go to Asia. You got to play the fuck. You got to go. Play they sent her ass out of Europe. They said, get that bullshit the fuck out of Europe, bro. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> oh man. And yeah, and so that's kind of they they comment on kind of how that happens is that um, it's it's almost it is a snowball effect. But to that to that same effect, um, nobody would ever get canceled ever over that butcher job video that they sent out on Twitter. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I did not that's like the stunk. decision. That Why video they was have to, stinky. That they video. didn't actually have to edit that video. The the actual things that she said were bad enough to post online and get some traction. Why did they edit it like that? I, I did not understand that at all. Yeah, like, that was a weird. There. Yeah, that was Todd Fields. Like, how do you do, fellow kids? Like, right. Yeah, yeah. Basically, that's what. Because it, it's like the, the, the raw video. Is that a vine? That looked like a vine. <laughs> <laughs> that shit wasn't in 4K or nothing. Like, it was blurry. Like, what was that shot on the Android? Like, I don't know what the fuck was going on with that video. Yeah. At all, like, I don't hey, know. bro. I promise you, the kids at Juilliard are way better at editing videos than this. Like they have to be. I promise. Yeah, they got a whole film department over there. I promise. <laughs> like if they wanted to cook some shit up, they would cook it way better than this. The only thing that didn't really work in the film for me is the you know the first scene. The actual first scene is uh, a phone is watching Lydia and they're typing about her, like recording her, and that happened a couple times in the movie. That stuff just didn't. I just didn't need that part. Like I literally didn't need somebody recording her. I didn't need that part at all. It was. It well, didn't never. It's, it's basically a comment. It's, it's the assistant, right? Like the assistant is the well, one recording her. That's the thing, though. Too at one point, it's actually the Russian girl, too. Yeah. So it's it's kind of a Wait, comment. Th- so the Russian girl knows the whole time about Lydia's past. No, it 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 never is quote unquote clear who is who is doing this at points uh-huh. at one point it you could literally see that it is the russian like it is the russian girl doing it because it's the only person with her um, oh but like but at other times it could be the assistant it could be somebody else that is is with her at the time um 
it is sort of a comment, I think, on on uh, how we watch these people every single day and how nothing is technically private because you can just broadcast live to everything. It's not. And, the, and yeah, know. basically, like, they just don't take her as seriously as she thinks. You know, right. that's kind of like the first like good point. hint that it's like, oh, maybe maybe these people don't actually fuck with her like that, you know, because they're like, oh, who like she's trying to be ironic or whatever. She's trying to she thinks she's so clever, whatever. I don't remember what the comments actually were in the text messages, but it's like she you thinks know. she's being ironic. Yeah, she's like she's yeah. being ironic. She thinks she's yeah. being ironic. Yeah. So they are like they're just making fun of her and they kind of established that like. Which comes back up later in the movie when the Russian chick like just does not fuck with her at all. Like it's not it's not she trying gave to her rock no with kind her. of energy at all, bro. The Russian <laughs> chick was just like, yeah, I just like to make music, and she's kind of like Russian chick is like super young and childish, and like I'm I'm I don't really care about none of that shit. I'm not staying up for dinner with you. I just want to make music, and that's it. Like that's that's what I care about. That's she's like the Tim Anderson of cellists, or she's just like I just do this shit because I'm good at it. <laughs> like I don't, I'm not trying to. I don't even like it. baseball that much. Yeah, I'm not trying to sit here and study the game with y'all, bro. I'm I'm good at this shit. Like let me go by my business. She's no, like, hey, I, you want to come to dinner? Oh no, I'm going to bed. And then immediately sees her like in the hallway, dressed up, going out and shit, like. With a boy, like, by the way, like she's she's chasing boys. Like she don't want the old ass lady professor. She's chasing boys. Like <laughs> I, I thought they also did a really good job. Like obviously Lydia Tar is very analog, and so the conversation where she has her at lunch and she's asking her like, "Oh, what album did you hear your favorite that yeah, your song on?" She's like, "I didn't hear it on a fucking album. I heard it on YouTube because I'm a young person. I heard that shit on YouTube." And you could see that a part of Lydia died because that's that wasn't Lydia's experience, right? She's old. So she experienced these things by watching these actual videos of these people doing their job and conducting the orchestra. And, and kids are going to get to the same point via YouTube. And there's nothing wrong with the fact that the kids got there via YouTube or listened to whoever they listened right. to. And you should stop being a stuck-up snob about things and let people enjoy things and enjoy the art. And so I thought that was a very potent commentary on Lydia just being a complete piece of shit and not even trying to understand where these kids are coming from. You're teaching them and you're not even attempting to understand where they're coming from or where the frame of reference is. It's just, it just, it was, a, it was another signpost that like she is in her own head and she's not really listening to these people at all. It does and a watching good job. Uh, the Russian chick just eat like a savage and Lydia be like, oh, that's kind of a gross. complete savage. She had no table manners at all. <laughs> no, she didn't care that Lydia was there. She said, No, I'm gonna eat, I'm gonna eat this how I eat. I'm fucking you sitting right there, up, brother. Like, I don't give a goddamn. <laughs> give me that. Lydia's I need that bread. There. Lydia's still sitting there in her head, like, I'm I'm gonna still smash though. Like, yeah, Lydia was like on a date. You know, you go on dates and you just like you see things are a bit rougher on the edges, but you still have that conversation of like. I mean, if I if if the if I get the chance, I'm probably still gonna smash though. Lydia was having those moments of like, yeah, she'd be on YouTube listening to classical music, but I still I still want to smash. Like Lydia is nasty, bro. Famous people, they just like me for real. <laughs> just um, like me for real. <laughs> me and Lydia Tar. Like, just like me. He got uh, winners. No, I just um yeah, that's that's funny. She's an EGOT winner. I forgot about that. Um <laughs> they they just threw that in there. Uh I it does do a good job, and I've heard this mentioned in other places too. That, that it like puts her. It does a good job of like putting her like Kate Blanchett's fifty now in her fifties, maybe late forties. Um, it does a good job of placing her because that's the generation that is right at the crux 
of all of this stuff that, that yep. had come up in a generation where people ahead of them were getting away with foul shit for very foul shit. And, and so there seems to be sort of, uh, they're raised by these people, but also having to appeal to a, a, an audience younger than them who uh, subscribes to um, we have to, we have to try to uh, ask more of our creators and ask mm-hmm. them to be uh, more well-rounded humans, which this movie doesn't make a comment on if that's good or, you know, if it's good or bad, or it just asks you to think about that a little bit more. And, and it does a good job of placing her in that crux of, of that, that intersection, I think is a really interesting thing. That's why it's so genius to make her a woman, because you could tell that like, there's some, there's some patriarchal stuff going on where she knows that the people above her who are teaching her the game, the people she's learning the game from were getting away with foul shit. And so that's why when she has a conversation, the conversation, there are two conversations that are basically the crux of the movie, obviously the one in the classroom and the one she has with her mentor guy, where they have a conversation about what do you do with people's art? And the guy is just like, we separate the art from the person. And you can tell that this is something that she believes she's been taught this and she has learned certain behaviors from these men who were getting away with it because she, you know, these men were doing similar things. And so she's just thinking, this is the game. This is how I was raised in the game. This is how I was brought up in the game. This is how the game goes. And she rejects any notion that the game would change because she's already had to take her lumps and go through her process and see these nasty things when she was young. And so now that she's the old one who's benefiting from how the game is played, you can't change the shit. Now I had to, I had to learn the hard way what the game was like. And so you could tell that it's like her age and her gender mean so much to the story. And of course, making her a woman lets the audience meet her and be like, okay, this is a powerful woman who's doing her shit. And you get to, you, you probably align yourself with her before you start to realize who she really is. And making her a man, you it would be harder to accomplish that. But making her a woman makes it easier to accomplish that because in the first conversation where she's talking to the guy from NPR, they're having a conversation about how women were treated in this space. And she's saying, you know, this woman, they, 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 these women were geniuses and they were making X amount of art, but they weren't being showcased in the same way because they were women. So she's already aware of the dynamic between men and women, but it's like it plays out through the entire movie because she learned the game for men and she's playing the game the way she was taught it. And the, the, she realized that the way she plays the game will be her downfall, but it wasn't a downfall for her mentor or any other men that came before her because they're men. So they they're got out of the game too. They got out, they out of the game. They even go as far as equating like the, the line that I think is a really interesting line, which is a conversation literally happening in real time on Twitter is, are you equating sexual impropriety to being a Nazi? Yep. Yep. <laughs> was it just like, Todd Field is on Twitter, right? Like that's what, like that's what he's been doing the last sixteen yeah, years. He's just, just been watching on social media. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he was like, "Okay, guys, I got it. We're ready now." <laughs> yeah, I, I figured it out. I figured out Twitter. Um, I will say uh, the the things that are interesting about this, and, and I, I'll kind of wrap up with all this is is the 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 thriller almost uh, supernatural aspects of it um what did y'all think about that especially the stuff like i was kind of freaking out a little bit like with the dog and stuff uh and then the one that really was disturbing like the woman screaming 
and the metronome in the house. I was like, Dude, the metronome have a heart attack. Fucked me up. Yeah, the like, metronome was it fucked me up too. I was like, what the fuck is going on? It, like, it I thought somebody like, was going to have a cue before her, behind it her. It became a horror movie for like 30 seconds at a time. Right yeah. Now. yeah. Like, and I, I, I found that like just super compelling and like just kind of kept you engaged in the story. And like Teach mentioned with like the sound design and stuff, when she hears that that metronome like just off in the distance or whatever, the way it sounded in my theater, it was like, is that in the movie? Is that happening outside? Like what's going on? Like I don't know. Like it's just so off in the distance, like it is, like it's supposed to be, that I was sitting there like moving around in my seat. Like, am I am I hearing things? Like, are y'all hearing that shit? Like uh, I should now is a good time to mention that I literally saw this by myself. <laughs> I was there was no one else in the theater no one it was me that me is amazing at noon on a thursday i was like i was like surely there'll be a couple retiree none no one no one it was me what? it was so bad they almost forgot to turn off the lights in the theater which is why i was like <laughs> which is why i walked out and came back in, and the credits were rolling. And I was like, what the fuck is going on in this theater? Did they fuck this up? Because, because they're like, nobody's watching this. It's just it's just that guy. Well, the the first time I saw this, it was like it was nearly a packed theater because it was that weekend where it was only showing in one theater in Houston. So it was me and all the other movie nerds in Houston packed into <laughs> that yeah. one random theater. The second time I saw it, it was like maybe like 10 to 15 people, but... Yeah, it's not definitely not like a blockbuster situation, obviously, but I wasn't in there by myself. That would be fucking crazy. I, I felt re- real weird because I could hear Black Adam going on in the theater next to me through this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Ew. I was like, I was like, man, this is a wild experience. Just me eating peanut butter M and M's by myself in a dark theater, watching Tar, like watching Kate <laughs> Blanchett cook. It's like it's basically the equivalent of like watching. LeBron James highlights before bed. You were you were <laughs> hearing random sounds of Hawkman getting packed the fuck up over <laughs> classical music. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. But yeah, the uh, the like dream thriller elements and stuff like that. I honestly thought there would be way more of that in this movie than there were. Like when the first teaser came out, I don't know if y'all have watched it or like seen it after seeing no, it. I saw one like, trailer and it was very vague. Yeah, the teaser, like the first teaser trailer they put out, it actually a lot of that stuff didn't make it into the movie. I feel like there's a lot of like clips and like like little shots in that teaser that aren't in the movie that I remember. But it like it feels like a weird like thrillery, like psychological thrillery kind of movie. And then you know watching it, it doesn't feel like that at all for much of it. And then it like kind of pops up on you at the end as she's getting. Like as she's unraveling, basically, which I thought was super effective. I like that. Yeah, um, I, it it was a like, what do these people? How do these people uh, cope in their own time? You know what I mean? Because they're alone yeah. all of a sudden. Uh, when she fell, I thought that was it. I thought she died. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, well, that, that how this ends? <laughs> Dude, I what thought, a I move. Thought for two seconds. I thought for I was like, wait, what? Have they pulled yeah. an uncut gym? She just dies. <laughs> because it leads up to almost like a really horrifying thing. Like she hears footsteps behind her. She hears like a girl singing. 
Why would you go down there? You chasing pussy that bad that you going into the barbarian house? Like (laughs) it really felt like that. She's like, where the fuck are you going? That shot is so fucking good too. Where like she walks in through one door, there's another door next to it that has like stairs that go down, and like that shot is really fucking good. But her looking down that stairwell, I'm like. Don't don't do it. Like, th- like stop. <laughs> he made all stop. the bad decisions that that woman in Barbarian did. Uh, yeah, literally all of them. Uh, you're sitting there like, don't don't do this. Like, this is a terrible plan. Like, don't don't fucking go down here. The bear's not that serious. We'll see her tomorrow. She ate shit. <laughs> I also thought that the Russian girl was just so spunky and aloof and like so childlike that obviously that like she's like that to drive home a point that like this is like a very much like a, a a prey predator situation and so i thought it was very smart to not have her have any sexual engagement with the little russian girl because now as the movie goes on we start to know this is person is a predator and so we don't want to see the up close and personal account of her finding more prey i thought they did a really good job of balancing that out obviously we know she is the next target but it never gets there because she has she basically goes crazy and gets shipped out of town before it ever gets there. I thought that was a really smart way to set the movie up. It's like very yeah, smart. Thank God they didn't have, I, I just did. I didn't yeah, need it. And they didn't I didn't need it. it. So we, like, nobody yeah. needed to actually see it. We didn't need to see it. We was talked there... about it early off the top and we were talking about how like subtle this movie is, but like they really fucking like nailed it. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. they don't even tell you exactly what happened with the original girl, Krista Taylor, who like commits suicide no, and everything never. like that. They're like, you know, they allude enough to it that you're like, oh, Lydia Tarr is a predator. And like, that's all you need to know. They don't tell you exactly what her relationship is with the assistant. You just like get bits and pieces of it and you kind of assume, oh, she also like groomed the assistant. But like, they don't like show you that or show you them being romantic at all. You just, they like just subtly kind of tell you that throughout the movie. It's so, well, yeah. so good. Not to get pseudo, and we've been doing that kind of this entire movie, but not to get pseudo deep, but that's the, sort of Todd Field placing a mirror in front of the audience test, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the litmus test, basically it being like, Hey, you form your own narratives about these people without all of the information all of the time. So, you know, here it is, is like, what do you think actually happened? And it's, it's not, it's not so subtle that you can't, that it's, it, it's, uh, what did, what did, what did they say in that interview teach in the big picture that like, ambiguity is good vagueness is is terrible yeah i really like that point because so it, it made so much sense yeah and so that's kind of what it does here it's like it's a little ambiguous you can kind of piece it together but at the same time we do that in real time all of the time like all right this person's that we heard one we heard we heard this one bad thing about this person they're done they're done out here and yeah. that happens that happens in real time not saying it's right or wrong because you know most of the time where there's smoke, there's fire, but like it, um, it, it is kind of an interesting litmus test for the audience to just be like, so what do you like? Are you, yeah, what do you think happened? Are you ready to go down this road? Cause we can go down this road. <laughs> I cannot wait to, obviously we got black Panther coming up, which will probably be our next episode. Spoiler alert. Um, but I, after I go see black Panther, my next film, I'm going to see Tara again this weekend. I cannot get this movie out of my brain. I'd, the, the, I cannot express to the listeners who have not seen this film how incredible it looks, how how fucking it feels like every shot is so specific and so intentional. And I, it just felt like we were in the hands of a master. It, it really felt like 
you could tell we were in the hands of somebody who just like watched a shitload of Stanley Kubrick movies. Like it's like studied these things over and over and over again. Which is because it really felt he like was in, he was in, he was uh, in Eyes Wide Shut. Eyes Wide Shut, yeah. And like you could just tell that we were in the hands of somebody who really, really, really dug deep into who this character was, but but also did all that work on the character, but also did enough to let you make your own conclusions about the character at least halfway, at least through half of the movie before I, I'm sure we all arrive at the same point with regards to Lydia Tarr. But not everybody gets there at the same time. And I just think that's such a... It never works like that. When a person has a, a villain moment in a movie, we all turn against them immediately. Oh, Sean, this is the villain. I hate this guy. And they did such a but good job Kate of just Blanchett. pulling it out. And plus she's it's so Kate Blanchett. Charismatic. And you have to, she's so charismatic. And she looks... She feel, I, don't, I don't know anything about conducting music. That is a fucking conductor. You can't tell me that Clay Blanchett hasn't been conducting music for 50 years. She That's was her perfect. side job. She was her the way she uses her body. It's an extremely physical performance. She is everywhere when she's conducting. She's her her movements are just so sharp and crisp. I know she was sore after some of those days of filming. When she was running, she was running hard. When she was boxing, her right jab was crisp. Her right hook was crazy. <laughs> like she just she did everything so perfectly, man. We, we we were seeing a genius at work. It was incredible. I'd like Kate Blanchett to beat the shit out of me. Her jab was, she had some pop on that jab, bro. Go watch. She had some pop on that jab, bro. That also not her first. She was she was getting fits off this entire movie. By the way, I want some of those suits. Can I have those? Dude, some of those suits are incredible. I was looking. I'm like, I need the the turtleneck like blazer combo. Like that shit is so fire. Like I need I need that in my life. Once it gets cold in Texas, was it car like two weeks? Need that. Was that a Porsche or an Aston Martin? Porsche. That was a Porsche, I believe. Porsche. Oh yeah, okay. That shit yeah. was sexy. When they kept yeah. showing it, in that Lydia Tarr would never like, disgrace herself with an Aston Martin. Don't, don't, oh. don't do this. Oh, sorry. It's good <laughs> enough for James Bond. It's not good enough for Lydia Tarr. No, my bad. <laughs> I, I really love the, the the way they shot the car in the tunnel a couple times when you're transitioning between certain scenes. They would show her in the car in the tunnel. It's it's just such a it's just such a smart and well made movie. Like you could tell that he's lived in this character for so, so, so long because it felt so fleshed out. It felt like we got to really see who this person was over two and a half hours. Like we, like it, it was just such a fleshed out character. You don't really get those intense character study films a lot anymore because, like, like we're seeing, nobody goes to watch bio. them unless it's yeah, a literal no, bio. Unless, unless yeah. it's about somebody who actually existed, because no one goes to see this kind of movie. But for those who care about this kind of movie. And those who really care about real cinema, this is fucking catnip. This is fu- this is fucking it's manna so from the heavens. It's it, you can watch this movie a hundred times and find something new in it. I was getting Whiplash vibes. Everybody knows that Whiplash is really like incredible. I, I just everything about it was just so fascinating to me. And not knowing what I was walking into, it was a real treat. I just it's I can't only, get over how how much I got my money's worth going to that movie theater. The only comparison I can make is like it's it's different, but. Uh, sort of the same values at the end uh, is Whiplash. That movie has more of a kinetic energy to it, like literally, than this movie. Like it's it's literally, Whiplash is literally driving forward the entire time at a million miles an hour. This is more of a, like a literal conductor at its own pace. But yeah. it, uh, it, it does remind me a lot of that movie and simply just music movies in general. But um uh, we're kind of going in circles with what we think about the film, but like to wrap it up, 
the very end of the film, you see her. It's a, it's about a, not the very end. It's like the last third of the last act is like twenty minutes of her going to uh, some un, uh, we don't know Asian country, uh, probably China. I, I wanted guess. to ask y'all about that. At what point did y'all realize that like she was over there on some like total bullshit job? Because like w- watching it, how? Watching it the second know. time, watching it the second time, knowing what was about to happen, I was like, "Oh, I could, I didn't pick up on any of like the the signs that this was about to be bad for her." I was just like, "Oh, she's in some Asian country, like you know, doing some yeah. Asian gig." Like I assume it, I assumed it would be a step down from like the Berlin Orchestra or whatever. But I, I thought it was like, just another orchestra in yeah. like Beijing or something. Cause they, like well, they show you they, them like rehearsing or whatever, like with the uh, with like the band in Asia or whatever, and it's like like they look pretty normal to me. And then they show them on stage, like at the actual event, and you're like, oh, those are children. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's down super bad out here. <laughs> like, oh wait, like, those oh. were where they were they like I I. See, I kind of missed the, the the significance of the final scene. So wait, it was like younger people. Yeah, they're like young yes. as hell. <laughs> they are young as hell. And then obviously everybody in the it's, it's like a gamer convention or some crazy shit. Like everybody has. Like yeah, I thought I, I thought it was like a cosplay thing. It was. Yeah, right? it was. Yeah, but like the people actually playing the music, like that she's conducting, they're, they're young as hell. Like, yeah, like high school age at most. And they oh, they set up they set it up that because when the when the Russian girl uh, the Russian girl says you know I've always wanted to play for Berlin I could have played in in this place and that place but I really always wanted to play for Berlin the, uh, uh, Lydia says yeah there's nothing like it like like to Lydia there is this is the only game in town there is no other game in town so no matter where she was at I knew she was taking a down I knew she was especially after she tackled the dude I was like all right so she's now in Thailand and when they told when they give her the flowers. And how awkward it was in the room. I was like, "Oh, this isn't a good posting. Like, this posting is actually bad." I didn't know they were gonna have fucking costumes on in the crowd, but I was like, "This <laughs> posting is not good. Like, something is off here." And then, yeah, so they I gave her the little like gamer little... headphones. I was like, "That's weird." <laughs> <laughs> like, was there something gamer about the final, about the final, final shot where they ended? Is there something about that, or is it just pan through the crowd and like this is who she's with? Well, yeah, because the way they shoot it, they just, you see them on stage and you just think that she's doing a show in a different place. And then you see, like, it's not just like a different place. Like, it is a completely, like, she's not even, like, doing, like, orchestral music. Those people are not there to hear music, necessarily. They're here to fucking watch costumes and video games yeah, and shit. they're about to go LARP. Like, yeah, they, <laughs> intro music for LARP. They're not going to be thinking about, oh, my God, she did. She played Bach. It was beautiful. They're going to be thinking about, holy fucking shit, we got this new Mario game that we were playing, and their shit was fucking fire. Like, she, <laughs> this League now, of Legends like, tournament is insane. Yeah, like, she's the background now. Like, she's not even the main attraction anymore. She's just, she's just like, a, a background piece to what they really care about, which is whatever the hell they were watching and whatever the hell kind of gamer costume thing they had going on there. That shit was so good to me, man. Like, what a, what a way to just be like, yeah, she fell off. (laughs) But it is, it is interesting because it will say like somebody, like we're going to see redacted pop up in a movie in China in like two years. That's very true. Like, Oh, yeah, I already said his name. Kevin Spacey is going to be in like a in like a in like a movie from Shanghai and like no time flat for sure. Yeah. 
Hey man, Kyrie's gonna go drop eighty points a game in the Shanghai Sharks. So. <laughs> <laughs> like Jimmer for dead out here. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so that has been Tar. Anything else before we wrap? This is a this go a really see Tar in a movie theater. theater. Go see Tar in a movie theater. I'm begging Support you, you will not you will enjoy cinema. it. It's Facts. not going to be the same on your couch unless you have like really good surround sound, and most of you don't. I know you don't. Yeah, most oh, of y'all Lord. have a sound bar at most. That's not going to cut it. Like you know, yeah, what you I'm need saying? to hear these sounds. You need to hear these fucking sounds. We need the whole Sonos surround sound setup at minimum at the house if you're watching. And this it, shit it'll out. be back in if you're catching this late. It'll be back in theaters right around Oscar season because it's going to contend. It's going to be nominated for Best Picture. It's going to be nominated for almost every award yeah. you can think of. And it's going to be Kate Blanchett is the favorite right be now for Best there. Actress. I don't know. Facts. Like, we'll see how it goes, but she's definitely getting nominated. And Carrie she, Mulligan coming in here, like three uh, from the corner. Bang! <laughs> if, you, if you liked Hella, which we all did because she is really her, go. This is Hella times five. She is she's giving you everything she's got in this yeah. performance. That is a queen. Kate Blanchett, we love you. We support you. Thank you so much for giving us that performance. It was incredible. Incredible. Right. I wrote in my review, I was like, you know, it's kind of like with like fancy watches or like Jordans or other shit like that, where it's like if if you know a lot about sneakers, you'll see sneakers and be like, oh, that's like, you know, those are worth $400. Those are worth $1,000, whatever. But normal people will be like, those are just shoes. Like, why would you ever pay $1,000 for a pair of shoes? That's what this movie is like, where movie nerds like us are like, this is an A-plus film. Like, this is incredible. And they're like regular people who don't know as much about movies as we do, who will be like, it's just the two and a half hour movie about fucking classical music. I don't care. Those people are dumb and wrong. All right. Be like this us. Be smart. Fucking cinema. Go support this goddamn movie. This shit's amazing. Uh, real quick, what we're watching. Um, anything, uh, Dex, you've seen a few more movies than we have. I watched a couple of Netflix movies, but, um, I don't, I doubt we'll get to the Banshees of Inishir and you didn't like it. Nah, it was like, it was really close to being good and then just didn't quite connect for me. Maybe I missed something. I don't know. I'll have to like go back and read other people's reviews to see if there's some deeper meaning I missed, but yeah, I don't know. Not for me. Uh, but it was better than Armageddon Time, which fucking stinks. Armageddon Time sucks. I'm sorry. I love Anne Hathaway, but I that movie is garbage. Message, Wait, I is said. that the one with with uh, uh, Henry Styles in it? Is that is that one of his? No, movies? that's my no, no, no. Oh, Okay, got it, got it. Uh, Armageddon Time is the one um, uh, about a, a boy growing up in 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 New York and sort of the director's life story. So when they interviewed it's him on that big white picture, guilt, the movie. Mm. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I can't, I can't. And Holloway really became her for me. Once I saw oceans eight and realized how she was just coming off. I think she was just being pregnant. Who that was a very sexy white woman that I did not realize that it was that good looking, even though everybody else already knew she was good looking. Um, oh, sir, she has, I love her. She has always been her since the princess diaries. Thank you very much. Oh, I never saw it until I saw her walking around with them pregnancy boobs. Oh my Lord. I love her. She's great. And like her performance in the movie is like good for what it is. But yeah, that movie is one of those like where the director is doing like a semi autobiographical situation or whatever, like a fictionalization about how he grew up. And the problem is that like his life wasn't very interesting. His parents were just like kind of racist. And that's 
Like it? That's the movie. <laughs> like, how do you cope? How do you cope with your parents being semi-racist? Well, like he doesn't even cope with it. It just like he just says, "Hey, my parents were racist," and then that the movie is over. And like, oh, okay, well, thanks. I have cool. a, this I is have the a... same guy that made uh, "I Miss My Dad in Space" at Astra, by the way. James oh, Gray. okay, that makes sense. So yeah, he's over two with me. <laughs> Let me tell you right now that the Fablemans. Is not going to be as good as Tar. It might win Best Picture. I'm not saying that it won't, but there's no way that's going to be as good as Tar. It's not going to be as good as Tar. The bar is high. The bar is extremely high. And much due respect to Steven Spielberg, that shit is not going to slap like Tar. That that looks like my kind of white people carrying on. That (laughs) looks like. I'm. I know I'm going to enjoy the movie, but there's no. Yeah, it's going to be good. No way as good as Tar. If it is as good as Tar, then this will be like the craziest top five movie year that we've had in ever, honestly. Real Cinema I, Hours will really be back if the Fablemans is as good as people are saying, and we have Fablemans versus Tar. We can really say that Real Cinema Hours have returned and the pandemic can't stop us. 2022 would be like one of the best like years for movies that we've had in a long fucking oh, time if the oh, Fablemans is as good as Tar. I will bet. I will make a bet on here right now that that the Fablemans, that Spielberg will at least win Best Director. If not, it does. If not, it sneaks in and wins Best Picture, just based on like a last two raw for 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 Spielberg. Even though he's not like not far from done, he's got like eighteen projects in the works. If, but uh, if the Fablemans is that good, they're going to split Best Screenplay, Best Director, Best Picture between the two of the films. And I and some people are already doubting that Tar will win Best Picture. I haven't seen a movie better than it, uh, and you know how much I love Everywhere, Everything, All at Once. I haven't seen a movie better than it, so I, I can't wait to see what else we get from the field. I will bet good money that high. it comes. That it comes. That kind of that kind of Hollywood nostalgia porn. That may they do uh, love that. They do love that. Yeah. That may win. That may win the hearts of all the olds in the Oscar voting. So that's going to be. That's what I. That's all I'm saying. So and a lot more back. people are going to see the Fablemans than have seen. Yeah, the that's what I was so going to say. Way more yeah. regular people will see the Fablemans than Tar, which like might help it. It might not. I don't know. But Kay Blanchett is really her, and I feel like if she if she's that on the ground, like out in the streets for this one, like Tar has a chance. Uh, the Everything Everywhere All at Once crew, they've been out here in these streets. At every fucking event, Good. talking to Give, everyone, they need telling, to win an Oscar. There needs to be telling some, everyone about how dope their movie is and about how much fun they had making it. So, like, they that best picture nomination is coming. Like the haters said, it's going to be done. I need it. That seems like one that'll sneak in there, and the Daniels will win like best screenplay over Todd Field. Like kind of like Taika did. You got to give or... them best editing or something. Like give they them were something. crazy in that they, movie. That editing was crazy, bro. That editing was <laughs> incredible. I give the best editing for sure. Um, anyway, like, uh, T, do you have anything else that you've been like watching other than college football? Uh, it's Black Panther hours, brother. I'm in there tomorrow. Dex is in there tomorrow. Yes, Brian, are you in there tomorrow? I'll be there tomorrow. We in there tomorrow. We'll be back for Black Panther. We should probably record on Sunday, y'all. Get Black Panther out the way. Uh, Real Cinema is back, bros. Real Cinema is back. Uh, there's two Netflix movies that I that I watched uh, that you could probably check out. One that I really liked, and one that is just a nothing film. Um, the Good Nurse, sure, okay. One nurse was good, one nurse was bad. 
<laughs> Which well, is really weird. Academy Award winner. Because it has really talented people in the movie, and it just is like a is it nothing a Eddie film. Redmayne too? Yeah, Eddie Redmayne playing an actual real-life person for the first time. Like, not a not a real-life person for the first time, but a person not based in the 19... Uh, early 1900s for the first time in his career. <laughs> um, not dressed as a Victorian child. Yeah, I was uh, gonna say he's not like fighting the French Revolution or something. Right. So just as a as a modern day person, Eddie Redmayne uh, and Jessica Ch- Jessica Chastain, really talented people involved with that film, and it just felt like a 1990s made for TV movie. Like who get like who gave a shit anyway. Um, and then another another one that's a little bit more uh, uh, elevated than that was The Stranger on Netflix, um, which if you search this, there's like 18 The Strangers on Netflix <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> but it's the Australian one with Joel Edgerton. So it's that one and Sean Harris from um, from Mission Impossible fame, the, uh, the villain that whispers the entire time. <laughs> I, I started watching Dark finally. I watched the first episode. Fuck I yeah. already see exactly what y'all talk about. That shit is so compelling. Ooh, I, so good. I don't know what the fuck is happening, but I am enthralled. That shit is great. I'm already into it, but I'm only watching one episode. If you haven't seen Dark, go watch Dark. It, it, because 1899 is coming out I was going to take this one episode, Dex. I watched the first episode. I was like, how do I never watch this? I need to know everything about this shit. You will also, I got to get back on the peripheral on it's Prime crazy. Video. I fell off, but apparently that shit has really picked up. And it's so got a lot of I style. I see why it. people are excited about the new show because they have a particular style that they're doing, and it is so far very cool to me. I'm into it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my recommendation. Go watch The Stranger. It's a uh, it's about a uh, a cop that puts a uh, suspected child murderer into a situation into a scenario called the mr big scenario which is sounds crazy but it is a real thing that that cops have done before where they try to get you to confess by making you seem like you are more important to a criminal conspiracy than you actually are and they basically entrap you but it is sounds phenomenal it is it is really really interesting i've never seen it played out like that in a movie or a TV series. So check it out. Sean Harris is insane. It's awesome. So uh, watch that if you, if, if you want to. That sounds amazing. I'm going to have to check that Sick. out. Yeah. So there's that. Any, anything else? Nope. Go Astros. World Series. Oh yeah. How about, how about uh, that? See, that? Man, that's tough. Right. That's, that's tough. Things. Uh, I fucking, <laughs> Aaron Judge is going to be an Astro. That's really Aaron Judge, cool. future Astros legend. No, y'all need to stop this right now. <laughs> stop this right y'all, now. Y'all rise. Oh Hell yeah! God. Get with the y'all. Team, y'all bro. rise is hilarious. I have seen that on the time. That's really funny. We need Aaron Judge to go full KD and be like, "Fuck it, I'm going to the Astros." Like, <laughs> there is make us the like... fucking monsters. <laughs> baseball twitter would lose their minds there are not many of them out there but there's enough on my timeline that yeah. would be like, oh but <laughs> dozens I, of us dozens, dozens. <laughs> oh man being a champion twice over feels really really good feels great being a two-time yeah. world series champion how could you root for that team i find it very easy oh, easy and relaxing to be completely honest with you <laughs> anyway 
you can check us out at One Take Pod, One Take Pod on Twitter, One Take Pod on Instagram, TikTok, the like. Go like, download, subscribe. Thank you to those who have um, left a couple of uh, ratings on iTunes. We need you to go and leave those ratings on Spotify, too as well but yeah we're getting a few more ratings on itunes we really appreciate those five star ratings keeping our uh ratings high on there so bless up thank you for that and uh yeah just go follow us on uh, at roy nogletree at less underscore humble tege and at lord dex hinton on twitter uh like download subscribe leave a rating and review and we will um Thank you very kindly on this. We used to say that we would like review a movie that you would leave in the comments. We may still do that, but it is real movie season. Movie yeah, boy season coming out. Yeah. things coming out. So. Yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be real cinema hours, guys. If you would have done that three months ago, we would have loved yeah, it. I think in July. Yeah. Uh, so we appreciate that. Uh, Tej, what, uh, what podcasts are you doing? I started started listening to the latest uh, Slander You. Which... Slander You is still up and going. Uh, I don't like the way you talk about my football team. Football hours are back. Uh, I was also on Between Two Bears this week, which is a Baylor podcast. I was on that this week as well. And, uh, you know, we're podding. Pods are happening. Oh, God, I cannot. We're... Oh, there's just there's a lot of slander on the horizon for, <laughs> for, somebody. for somebody. Somebody, I don't know, I don't know, but there's gonna be the way it's setting up at the Big Twelve. There, there's about to be a lot of slander flying around. Oof. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, I'm not at the brunt of it like usually happens. Hopefully, this year my luck can change. We'll see. But it doesn't matter. Basketball school, basketball school, both of us. Basketball <laughs> school, baby. <laughs> So no matter what happens, we can always fall back on that. Thank the Lord. Anyway, Dex, uh, any articles coming up? Uh, I just did a Frazier versus Cheers comparison over on Ooh. Screen Rant. I'm doing. Did I think you I'm doing Frazier something a about your show because Frazier. Yes, because that's exactly what. Yep, yeah, it, it is. is definitely superior in every fucking way. Yep. And um, come every old uh, is screaming at you. James <laughs> Bond, and when the next one might be announced, hence it'll be a long time from now. And then I also got one about the new Anna Armas movie. The John Wick spinoff coming out soon, so they that turned into a movie or a TV show. Movie. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to be a spinoff into a into a TV show. They're doing other TV shows. I don't remember about what, but Anna de Armas yeah, would be a there's, movie. There's a show about the There's a show about the Continental, but I think there's right. also movies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So, check me out. All right, guys. That has been a one take pod on Lydia Tar. Thank you very much to Lydia Tar, a, a very real person, for uh, letting us discuss her. We really Max. appreciate her genius, um, even though she uh, may be a problematic fave. We'll never, we'll never know. Problematic oh, yeah. fave, Lydia Tar. Fashion icon. Real men wear his back. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna like the way you look. Real men wear Hashtag support for it. We're out. <laughs> <laughs>